Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay, and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host, and I'm here with Talent on Loan from Rush. Uh, I am really excited to uh, have with me today the Savvy Truth. Uh, the Savvy Truth, uh, you'll tell us your real name if you don't mind or if you want to. It's Savannah. I go by Savannah or Savvy, whatever okay. works. All right, Savannah Savvy. Okay. Uh, I, I like the savvy truth. That's really good. So um, so I just want to just point out to those those watching who don't know the savvy truth and, and hopefully they do. And if not, they will. I hope so. Uh, so you're a podcaster. I looked on your Facebook uh, page. You have thirty six thousand eight hundred and thirty four um, followers, which uh, um, that is the, from this afternoon. So maybe has grown a little bit and you're 17 years old. Yes, I am. And I wouldn't trust Facebook's numbers. We get banned so much and they restrict our numbers. Ever since I talked about hydroxychloroquine and America's Frontline Doctors last summer, I've been put on mute and hold and it's very annoying. Uh, I can relate. Uh, I, I that It's really sad because I hear that. I, I probably hear that exact thing from virtually every guest, guest of mine, because they're all of uh, conservative pro-life, um, you know, Christian, I guess, you know, perspective, and can't tell you how many people are being diminished on social media, but that's still a lot, um, even, even there. And uh, your mom is right next to you, just, uh, um, she's, your parents are obviously a, a great support. So I want to ask you, which is amazing to me that you're 17 and you do all this and you have this knowledge because you do a lot of posts as well about various topics. Tell me about how you came about your conservatism and your conservative beliefs. Well, I was raised in a conservative Christian household and I took my Bible and my constitution and I simply looked at all the political parties that are out there and picked which one lined up the best with the word of God and the foundation of America. And it was pretty clear if you actually take the time to read both. Yeah, it is. And, and but I, you know, it's interesting that is that, that if you think about uh, for example, when Trump was running, right, when he first started running, and, I, and I'm not saying that your uh, sort of beliefs started with him or anything, but, um, you know, you would have been 11 or 12 years old. So at what age did you take that belief that you gathered from the Bible and, and from that knowledge and information and take it political? Well, I've always had a love of economics, the way our government is supposed to be run. I grew up every Sunday after church, we would go to Dairy Queen and we would go over all 27 amendments. That was what I was raised. That's what I was raised to do for fun. And I guess the politics was just the obvious next step in my love for government. And it probably started when I spoke at city councils or when I spoke at the USS Lexington 
I honestly, I can't pinpoint where exactly my love of politics started, but I haven't looked back since. That, that is fantastic. So when did you, um, when did you start the podcast? When was your first episode and how did you get into the podcast? T- take me through that process. Cause I've, I'm going through, gone through the same, uh, same thing in a way. So I think our very first, the Savvy Truth episode was sometime last fall or no, I think it, no, it was last summer because okay. I started the Savvy Truth gig little nick that we were doing in march i specifically remember that day of being march 1st but i think our first episode was sometime in june possibly and i our very first guest that i actually had on was or one of them at least was lieutenant colonel alan west so we just started it off with some hit banger guests that was awesome so how, how did you find a guest like him how did you go about that and how do you continue to find great guests because I've seen you've had um, some other great ones as well. I have a lot, literally all of that to thank for my producer, Juan, who gets me all of these awesome connections and meeting people. But I will say being TikTok, being on TikTok and being, I guess, what I can call semi-TikTok famous has really helped with talking to awesome creators my age and even some generations older than me, like Tophertown Music or Bryson Gray. Awesome people like that who are pretty cool in the music industry too. Yeah. Good. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that is great to hear. Um, I'm, I'm curious, you, you kind of uh, talked a little bit about uh, always liked e- economics and, and, you know, that, that piqued your interest. Are there two or three or maybe four um, issues that really are the driving issues for you that really kind of are head and shoulders above the rest? So my most viral TikToks at the very beginning were all about being pro-life, about the Second Amendment. Those two were, are still my favorite topics to talk about. But most recently, I've been really liking to talk about child sex trafficking. And that's actually what's been getting me banned too. As soon as I talked about hydroxychloroquine and child sex trafficking last summer, I got completely shut down, 100% shut down. And I knew that my my growth, that my followers, they were all growing because not even a week before I talked about that, I was retweeted by Donald Trump himself. And my followers would go up five to 7,000 every day on TikTok alone. And all of a sudden, when I talked about child sex trafficking, when I talked about hydroxychloroquine, when I talked about drugs that our government doesn't want us to know about, all of a sudden, everything stopped. Mm. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's, amazing and it's very telling too about you know what what these social media giants and these these left-leaning people want to get rid of right so tell take me through let's start with hydroxychloroquine because i've i had a uh not quite your experience but a similar experience with you know asking the question even what's wrong with even talking about hydroxychloroquine isn't that isn't it something that we should should have been hopeful about that it could you know possibly maybe hopefully be uh, have an impact on covid um and instead the reaction was ban it ban the social media so how did it go for you it didn't really help that donald trump was endorsing it the fact that he endorsed it blacklisted from any democrat or liberal side of things but it's cheap. It's not expensive to make. Hydroxychloroquine, zinc, the Zithromax, it costs $20 for 
for a nice set of that for one dosage for one full round of doses and a vaccine, you know, it can make, you know, someone up there, someone like Bill Gates or Fauci, it can make them trillions and trillions of dollars. That's why people in countries like India, no one's dying in the millions. No one's even dying in the hundreds of thousands because they can afford it and we can most definitely afford it but right now we have too many corrupt politicians too many corrupt billionaire trillionaires who make money off of our suffering so why would they want us to know the truth yeah yeah it's crazy to me i i you know it always you know it's sort of proof to me that that for those that are the big mask people and covid crazy as as we call them that they don't really care about people because if they did they would have said hey Let's take a long, hard look at hydroxychloroquine. It's cheap. It's available. It's already there. We have decades of data on um, on its use. And instead, their reaction was get rid of it. Can't even talk about it. Um, so is on to sex traffic trafficking. I can't imagine why the left would be upset at someone talking about child sex trafficking. Uh, what did you say? What horrible, horrible thing did you say or do to get yourself banned for that topic? I gave the numbers. I gave the actual statistics and facts when it comes to this awful industry. And it literally makes people in our government and people who are running this billions and billions of dollars a year. And their main primarily primary kids that they sell their their product those kids are ages 11 to 14 that's their average and even in dallas alone dallas this is this is my home state of texas 300 kids get trafficked there every single night not a month not a week every night and it terrifies them that people like me are going to try to dig in a little deeper and try to expose these corrupt cops, these corrupt judges, these corrupt politicians who are all on board with this, because you wonder why we haven't been able to stop it yet, because they have people on the inside of every single level of our government, and it makes them a lot of money, so why would they stop? And, and obviously, it has its correlation to what's happening at the border and has been going on at the border, because it, my understanding, and, and maybe, you know, differently, is that a lot of these kids, maybe most of them, uh, that are being trafficked are coming through the southern border. Um, so, you know, do you think that their reason for wanting to squash what you're talking about um, is due to the border issue? 100%. But don't take my word for it. Let's just look at some videos from Project Veritas of literal child sex traffickers and coyotes telling us that the reason why the industry is booming for them is because Biden's allowing it. Don't take my word for it. Let's listen to these sex traffickers who are admitting it. Right. We have them on camera saying that these kids aren't mine. We're bringing them here because we know that Biden will let us in. Yeah. And they've literally said we would never try this under Trump because we would get prosecuted and put in jail. But under Biden, you know, all is welcome here. We'll go bring you in. But Americans, no, America last. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. So that takes me into my next topic is um, uh, in regards to Joe Biden. So uh, whew, we might be here a while, but can uh, tell me what your thoughts are on Joe Biden and what, what damage he does to our country uh, by his policies and his beliefs? 
Honestly, I can't hate Joe Biden. He's not coherent. He doesn't understand what's going on around him. He's not really pulling the strings or pushing the buttons anymore. At this point, it is literally the people behind the green curtain, literally the people in our deep state controlling him. So Joe Biden, no, I really got nothing to say about him. Do I think it's actually Joe Biden? No. That, call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but you either have an attached or detached earlobe. And the fact that his keep changing is physically impossible, but that's a completely different topic. But Joe Biden bombing Syria, canceling millions of jobs, putting America last, literally emptying homeless shelters and convention centers filled with Americans so we can bring illegal immigrants in. Great policies. Love them all completely. Yeah, no, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, I think he's uh, every bit as left as is, is, you know, he is Obama was as he was the vice president and as any of these people. But yeah, I'm not sure. And this is it's very actually sad because he, he definitely is not well. That is for sure. Um, but regardless, the policies that are being enacted in his name are pretty awful. Uh, pretty awful. So um, let's talk about real quick as a young person yes you're in texas which is a relatively uh, which is a very conservative um state i'm in ohio you know we went for uh trump uh the last two times by very big margins um what is the reaction of your peers that are your age to what you do because you're not just someone who they go oh yeah I, I heard she's conservative uh you're pretty outspoken and well spoken how, how do they react to you so when it comes to my peers that I know, I have either um, made even deeper and stronger friendships or people have left me altogether. And it wasn't like all of a sudden I came out as conservative. All of my friends my entire life have known that I've been a Christian conservative. But now that I have this platform, now that I use it to spread Jesus, to spread the truth, to expose the deep state, I've lost a lot of friends, but I've also made a lot of friends too from literally every corner of this country i get messages from people saying i'm not allowed to speak up because my government won't let me so i'm using you as my voice and it's messages like those that really keep me going because the death threats and rape threats and bomb threats and arson threats come in by the thousands but the really awesome threats from people in south africa and germany and australia and brazil saying how much they love my videos and how much people there support me Seeing those is really awesome. Yeah, you're going to have haters, that's for sure. Um, so do you get into uh, sort of uh, debates or arguments uh, with uh, your peers at school? I mean, you're in high school. Um, do, you, do you get involved in uh, de de debates with them? So I'm homeschooled. So the only really debate I can get in is with my brother and do not be dismayed because the arguments in my house we have about politics are many, many, many. But when it comes to peers and friends that I know who are in public school, yeah, I do get into debates with them, but I'm in the heartland of Texas. We have a lot of conservatives here. We outnumber liberals 10 to 1, thankfully. Yeah. But here and there, you'll find a very bold feminist, she, her, zimzer person who's just willing to throw the middle finger in your face without any fear of backlash whatsoever. But you don't really find those down here. Yep. No, that's, that's good. And plus I, I have a feeling you, uh, uh, you endorse, actually, I know you do endorse the second amendment too. So um, that, that's a, that's, that'll keep people away as well. Um, so, so you're obviously you're in high school. Uh, are you, uh, are you, what are your plans after high school? 
Well, right now I am in high school. I'm taking some college classes, just trying to get started on the next four years of my life. I'm a junior, so I have one year left of high school, and then I hope to go off to college, maybe study criminal justice, particularly juvenile justice and law. And honestly, what I would love to do is clean up the criminal justice system and make it so we actually prosecute people who deserve it, release people who don't, and get rid of all the corrupt dirtiness that is just embedded in every level of our government. So basically, I'd love to go drain the swamp. Yeah, I, I think we've uh, we've discovered uh, through Trump that there is a huge swamp that are out to get you um, no matter what, and they'll even make up uh, make up whatever they can or need uh, um, to, um, to get you. I, I guess. Um, who do you think? Uh, let's go into a little back into politics a little bit, and you know, you know, what did were you a Donald Trump fan from the beginning? As far as um, that goes, you know, who, who did you support early on? Um, and then ultimately, what was your progression? We were not Donald Trump fans at the beginning, not in the least bit. We were honestly for a while, anybody but him. And that's ironic because we always have said that we want a businessman, not a politician to run our government. And then we finally get one. Everyone was like, uh, who is he? What, what is he doing in here? We were honestly Ted Cruz fans. Mm -hmm. We were totally rooting for him. And then this guy comes in, he goes up against Hillary all of a sudden, and we're like, all right, let's support this guy. Let's see what he's got. And lo and behold, he wins by a landslide. And in the first hundred days, all I can see is America prospering. All I see is the stock markets booming. All I see is my bank account looking better by the minute, the second amendment being protected. I'm allowed to go to church. And for the last few years of my dad's military career, we were allowed to say Merry Christmas. So mm -hmm. I was a Trump supporter by the end of his first hundred days, by the end of his first term. And I will be a Trump supporter for his second term too. Yes, absolutely. So you, you, um, you want him to run in, uh, in 2024? I would love to see him run in 2024 and I'd love to see him have DeSantis or Vernon Jones as his VP, or I would even say Kansas Owens, but I think Kansas <laughs> Owens and Ivanka Trump one day need to have their own ticket. Yeah, no kidding. I, um, I, I love Mike Pence as a person. I was never thrilled about him, you know, running for president. If, you know, if he were to run at some point, he's, he's good man. No question. Agree with him just not the same um, sort of personality. I, I agree with you on DeSantis or there's a few others, including Candace Owens. Uh, she is awesome. Actually, you might be the next Candace Owens. I thought you were going to actually say that that would have been your goal after high school was to become the next Candace Owens. But, but you know, it's going to well. take a little bit more than a babysitting and horse dog cleaning budget. So if I could get some sponsors, that would totally be something I'd love to do. But until I get to that point, I'm going to have to stick with starting small and working my way up. All right. Well, that's the American way, right? I mean, you got to start small. Uh, I was I was watching a video by um, uh, Lila Rose from Live Action, and obviously they're huge right now. And uh, she was saying that when she started her live action at age 16, she'd hold events at her high school or, you know, in their community. And in some cases, no one would show up. Right. And so. Uh, but obviously with perseverance and the right message, um, she's done quite well and has made a big difference. So, and it seems like you are as well, um, simply by, you know, what I like is you're, 
the savvy truth, right? There's, there's, it's plain and simple. You know, we're talking the truth. Um, well, Savannah, it's been great to have you on. Um, I really appreciate it. I, again, I still can't believe you're 17. I think of myself at 17 and I, and I wasn't anywhere near as articulate as you. So, um, or mature as it, as it seems. So, uh, congratulations for all that you're doing. Where can everyone find you if they don't know about you or, or where you are, where can everyone find you? So you can find me at the Savvy Truth on hopefully all social media platforms if I'm not banned. But you can also go find me at Right America Media or at RamTV.live. And that's where we try to post Savvy Truth podcast mostly. Yep, absolutely. That's where you're at. Um, right America Media. Uh, everyone should check it out. Check out Savannah um, on all the different social media. Just look her up. Uh, I'm connected with her. Uh, so I'm not sure if you've connected with me, but hopefully you will after we've had the chance to meet. Uh, so uh, the savvy truth. Thanks for being here. Keep doing what you're doing. Something tells me uh, uh, we're going to continue to to hear about and see the savvy truth out there, which is a good thing. So uh, Savannah, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Anytime. My pleasure. And thank all of you for joining this episode of Fide's podcast. Uh, uh, Please join us for the next episode next time. Good night.